You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy this podcast or anything else that we do, consider donating financially at patreon.com slash 9to5.cc. This no, is no the 9 Shut Up Scott <laughs> Entertainment System. What do we talk about, John? We talk about the Washington Caps versus the Vegas Knights. We talk about Solo. We talk about yeah. We talk about gorillas, Scott. <laughs> and we talk about being 40 years old. Oh, I talk about that. And we talk about John's D&D game and the Barrier Peaks. Uh, John Boyce's chart party, Google, Googling Mudball with the safe filter on. Right. And on cinema, at the cinema. All this and more on the 90s. Yeah, man. You know how that goes. You know how that happens. This is how we hook them in. Yeah, we hook them in. Anyway, so it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's like the possibility that by the time this episode comes up, oh no, we won't. They won't be over. They won't be over. But the Capitals could have a a stranglehold on winning their first ever Stanley Cup championship, or the Vegas Golden Knights could win their first ever Stanley Cup championship in their first ever NHL season, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is kind of insane. This is like a super weird, super weird series, I find. Considering both teams were built by the same GM? Yeah. That's Also, there's like a lot of like weird things like about it when they talked about, like, for instance, the Washington Capitals are what happens when you don't have a $500 million expansion team. So when the Washington Capitals entered the league... um, they immediately posted the worst. Yeah, they were an, they were an expansion team, and the NHL expansion rules that the Capitals had to deal with was every team could protect fifteen roster players. Right, a roster of ho- a hockey team has twenty three players on it, so you protect all but your eight worst players. So, like your backup goalie, your bottom D pairing, your bottom line, and then two other guys would be open to pick. Mm-hmm. And then, even though there was like a penalty associated with it, the teams also had a take back. So, if you picked one of those eight and they really didn't want you to take one of those eight, they had to, there was like a penalty, but you could still take that person back. So they were like they picked up the garbageiest expansion team. This is what seventy two, seventy three. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and then they posted they in a in a sixty game season they had eight wins. So, nice, hooray! That's like not no, that's versus not bad. Vegas, who paid five hundred well, million dollars. No, forget that. Go back to sixty seven. Oh, the next when, six. Well, yeah, the, the next expansion. six. The the first expansion the NHL did. They had the original six, and they added six new teams. And what they did was they put them all in the same conference. So one of them was going to the Stanley Cup final in their first year. Hmm. Just no <laughs> to matter get what, obliterated by the by the other to one. Get obliterated, yeah. But yes, Toronto but there Blues. was, yeah. The, the St. Louis Blues yeah. got got blown out of the water. Yeah. But they have an instant like fan interaction. And like a story. Yeah. 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 And all, you know the four teams made it to the playoffs of the six, and one of them was going to the Stanley Cup final. So there was like a level of excitement there. Hmm. A few years later, when they got around to the Capitals, they were just like, "Fuck that." Yeah. You don't get nothing, Washington Capitals. So it took them like 40 years. So this is hilarious also uh, to get to there. Versus Vegas paid $500 million, the most expensive expansion team that has ever joined the NHL. Right. Got a much, much, much more permissive uh, expansion draft out of it and are subsequently in the Stanley Cup Finals after only one well, year no, of It's still a pretty much of a miracle. It's a sports miracle. Well, there's a lot. like analysts. Analysts now are like breaking it down and they're talking about just sort of like what actually, like for sure, like they are not... They are playing beyond their level. Mm-hmm. That's like without a doubt. I don't want to remove any like anything from Vegas's performance. But they talked about like for instance that they're the complete and total absence of a fourth line 
on Vegas because like they drafted entirely from teams second and third lines. Yeah. So it's like you have an entire team made up of second and third line players. Huh. You have no young prospecty crappy dudes filling out your ranks on the fourth line. Like your top defensive pairing is very similar to your bottom defensive pairing. Your top attacking like line is very similar to your bottom attacking line. Interesting. Like, so it's just kind of like the the kind of like persistent mid-level pressure that they can maintain is like is is a reason why. Well, like, that kind of makes sense. If like three of their lines are equivalent to the like second line yeah. of their opponents, then you know two out of four times they're way ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is like, like certainly they are still performing beyond expectation. Right. But it's like but there are like there are factors that kind of went into it. Um, the was? fact that. Pittsburgh made the dumbest move possible. Yeah. Well, What's that? They had a star goaltender and a young rookie star, upcoming star, and they could only protect one of their goaltenders. So they were like, well, it is financially reasonable for us to protect the young kid. Mm-hmm. We're going to let our star goalie go in the draft. Yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury. And in order to make sure that happens, we're going to trade away a pick and a prospect so that to Vegas yeah. to make sure they pick. To make sure that they take Flurry, the best available player in the draft. Yeah. Okay. They, they essentially like because they like Vegas ran all these crazy side deals of like they would they were taking like essentially like bribe picks like within the rules, but they were saying like if you give us this like so like Team John, if mm-hmm. you give us like one or two picks or whatever else like that, you can dictate who we take from your team, right? Because you protect so many, and then you can say of the people who I haven't protected you can guarantee that I will p- take this person by giving me picks. And it was, like, totally fine because there was no, like, there were no real rules in place to, like, define how those picks went out. Okay. Like, team can but trade the, picks. But the end of it was they just did better trades than everybody else? Well, no, just the, there was no reason that Pits- Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh should have given extra things Pits- in order Pits- to take an all-star yeah. three Stanley Cup. Pit- Pittsburgh whatever. arguably should have just said, like, let it happen. Like, But Pittsburgh literally bribed them to take a multiple Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Hmm. So not only did Vegas walk away with a Stanley Cup winning goaltender who was like maybe a little past his prime but like still had it in him for sure, they also got more picks from Pittsburgh. So last week I was at um, Toronto for like a leadership whatever conference. They mm-hmm. tell us sent all the big big boy VPs down to Harvard for this week long management whatever. To eat Ivy and rowboats. Right, eat Ivy, and they 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 Develop came back the Facebook. And they all had stories about whatever the stuff that they learned, and they brought back these business cases that were about basketball. And so we were like talking mm-hmm. about these basketball business cases. And one of the things that <laughs> one of the things no, that hang came on up a second, they brought a bunch of Telus managers to talk about basketball. Yeah, when I was at Telus, I am certain I was the only basketball fan <laughs> in the six hundred well, employees there. But that was before the Raptors got good. No, I wore a basketball jersey to work several times, and I had people ask me. What it was. <laughs> well, you obviously missed your true calling as a senior vice president. Wow. Yeah, man, you sold your, you sold your shares too soon, yeah. Scott. Uh, I mean, I also quit that job. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so the, the point of all that stupid st- stuff was that we talked about basketball, and one of the things that came up was a lot of people talking about how the sport is more or less rigged, and how, or the NBA anyway, and that people kind of know when you're, when, when, when like you're one of the big stars, you're just not going to get shit called on you because the, you're what the fans want to see. And right. It's sort of well known. Well, but I mean, and, and it's also an entire sport that is founded around the fact that you need two or three guys to make a dominant team. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like already, just as it is, without the, without even this, the weird calls, you like you get to put your best players on the court for the full sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. So and there's only five positions. Like it's so it's super easy to make. And then like you said, well, and then they they also the, don't want to see. They've also called. been caught like a bunch of co- a bunch of refs have been caught 
taken yeah. bribes and whatever. And and one of the ones who came out said, no, 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 it's widespread. Every one of the coaches does it, or yeah. not the coaches, the um, the refs does it to a mm-hmm. lesser or greater degree. And then I remember all the years that we watched hockey in Grumpies. Yep. Like, you know, Stanley Cup playoff after Stanley Cup playoff, the games do get called by ref calls. We often had crazy-ass bad calls made against us. Mm-hmm. Does any of this happen to promote the brand-new team in the league? Uh, I don't think so. I, think that's that's the, I have to check, like, the penalty minutes. Like, I don't yeah. think it's, like, really that lopsided. One way or the other. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to tell because a, a lot of that stuff that goes on in the NHL, like, literally seems to go from, like, game to game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, oh, it's, hard, sure. it's hard to see. Like, it's like they, 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 they cover their tracks over the course of a season where you're like, oh, did one team get that much more penalized? No, but maybe they were more penalized in, like, clutch games. Like, the exact moments when it Yeah, mattered. exactly. It's very... I remember a lot of bad calls in Stanley Cup playoff games. That... Well, in Stanley, the Stanley Cup finals are just the weirdest because, like... Because the rules, the rules t- don't technically, but they do in practice change in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, a lot less gets called, and then all the players know that a lot less gets called, so they all get chippier, and they all get mm-hmm. shittier. But, like, at any point, the ref could be like, Bweet! but that time was a penalty. And they're like, but it wasn't the last ten times. So that's why those calls are off- are, are usually, like, double underline highlighted because you're just sort of like, okay, wait, they didn't call, like, ten things. But those ten things that were happening were still definitely penalties, you know, like and it kind of like added up. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, so long story short, yeah. uh, the other and the flip side of it, that was Vegas. The flip side of it is Washington Capitals have Ovechkin, who is like the most prolific goal scorer of this generation by like a wide margin, not mm-hmm. necessarily points, but in terms of like pure goals. And if like if that in guy, terms, I think they did a statistical analysis. The amount of goals he scored in his career compared to his peers, yeah, There's puts like him a, puts him in like the top three best goal scorers of all time hmm. yeah he, he is he is all three of the top three like well, like it's like him and gretzky and and bossy i think maybe yeah yeah, yeah. it's hmm. like he's that far ahead of the game in terms of pure goal scoring Crazy. And so like and if you can't build a stanley cup team around that guy like what are you doing yeah. what are you doing washington so i, I will say that, well like, i gotta say that the general manager of the washington capitals who you know drafted ovechkin and put that team yeah. together and haven't been able to like Wait, no. It's the same general manager. Put Vegas together. Put Vegas together. Mm -hmm. George McPhee was the general manager of the Washington Capitals for years and years and years. Basically built the current incarnation of the team before leaving to take the job in Vegas to build that team. Has the series started yet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Washington is up 2-1. However, I will say that after watching game three, I mean, unless something changes pretty heavily, Washington, like, had firm firm grasp of game three like it, it's the first time i think watching a game that i was like vegas like suddenly looked like oh no like mm-hmm. washington dominated a, like a lot of the play like so we'll see i mean this is game four is going to be this is being recorded monday game four is tonight it's another game in washington if washington goes back to vegas up three one they could drop they could drop the game in vegas and then win it in game six you right know? like right. Marsha So and Carlson have been shut down. Yeah. Almost compl- and Neil. They haven't done yeah, anything. Yeah, they're like non existent. Kuznetsov is on like on fire and Carlson's sick on the blue line and there's always Ovechkin. Like and Ovechkin is also one of those guys who like has the goal scoring ability but is not uh like he's not like a Patrick Kane, like a small wiry guy. He can just like enforce his will on the ice. Like he's a huge, big, muscled Russian dude just going like just like skating through the mm-hmm. ice and like people essentially bounce off him when he like drives the net, you know, so it's like it's hard to it's a lot different to shut down him than like other skilled players because a lot of skilled players tend to be like more like small like puck handling and he's just like Russian machine never breaks. Hmm. Anyway, so that's the Stanley Cup. 
I'm excited for it. I got kind of invested. It finally, like, it took me like pretty much the entirety of the Stanley Cup playoffs to get interested in a storyline. Are you but following I, someone in particular? Just the Knights? Uh, well, I was following. Just I typically follow the whole whole of the playoffs, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like watching key games. If I think they're kind of like fun. But I got, I got the, the West really rocked me. I was like, well, Vegas Predators, Vegas. Predators are going to do it. Well, there's Jets. Those Jets manhandled the Predators. Oh, what the fuck is going on? What's Vegas? happening, Vegas? But like, it basically ended up being, I think, the most interesting Stanley Cup final that you could have, right? Like the hmm. the team that like should have won the Stanley Cup a number of times with Ovechkin on it, like who've all, who've never made it past the second round going into the finals, but like are are a team of stars versus like. The biggest the underdog sparky story. underdogs. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So. In pro sports, in can you think of better underdog playing for the title story in pro sports? Not really. Years. Yeah. It's, I mean, no, maybe did, the, the, did, the first Detroit, time the Washington did, the first time the Washington Capitals got there, but then they got yeah. smoked. So it was hilarious. Game two because mm-hmm. um, it was Detroit, right? Detroit? Like Detroit Tigers in two thousand six in baseball, and maybe what, the Oilers. No, but that the Caps, the Caps first Stanley Cup Finals appearance. Right? Oh, the Adam Oates year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, but I mean, then they got smoked in the finals. Yeah. The the first time the Washington Capitals made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, they they were like a huge underdog story. But then was it Detroit that swept them? Was it the Red Wings? No. Yeah. It was the Red Wings. Yeah. 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 So they were like four up, four down. Like the mm-hmm. Red Wings just like had a Stanley Cup Final sweep of the Eastern Conference, and so that was hilarious because then so then they lost Game One against Vegas, and then they won Game Two, and they were just sort of like. This is the Washington Capitals' like first Stanley Cup final win in six games. I was like, <laughs> "What a sad stat!" <laughs> like, I was like, "This is their second appearance, and this is their first final win." Because mm-hmm. the first time they got here, they just got swept. I was like, "Ooh." What was the, the year the Oilers went to the finals? When Pronger dragged them there? Oh, uh, the six. Yeah. Just before they started sucking forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, four. Yeah, 06? early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, super fun. Hmm. Uh, so that was a jock talk moment. Now John's going to switch it over to be geeky as hell and talk about the sh- movie. I think that we have like panned the most without having without seen, having seen it, and yeah. just like we just like braced ourselves for crappiness. Well, uh, Solo, a red cup. Story. I don't know if it's fair to call these things like you know nerd territory anymore, given as they're some of the most profitable enterprises not on the Solo. planet. Not Solo. Solo well, made less money than Justice League in the opening true. weekend. Well, Solo's well. not doing so well. And the thing is, I think like I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> And um, there's, like, a lot to hate. It's true. They screwed up a lot. But they also did an awful lot really, really well. And it's, like, if if this thing wasn't wrapped in the expectations of being another Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, they – they the, the big deal about this thing is that it's a small story. They didn't try to do some big galaxy-changing yeah, whatever. Yeah. They tried to do a little a – of, a bunch of guys go on a caper and they try and pull a heist and mm-hmm. then that's it. And, like, in that regard, you want to support them because they're doing – smaller stuff there's more interesting they're able to bring in small characters who Mm -hmm. can have interesting roles but um man they have the worst characters since jar jar mixed up into there it's like and and it's someone fun voicing it too right like it's uh it's a john favreau voice character i was like oh man yeah well (laughs) it's like super sassy robot and then she has like a interspecies relationship with lando you're kind of like okay guys i guess and at that point why don't you just make it jar jar I don't know. He's, he's got to be around somewhere, Lander, right? Fishman. So this is uh, the the biggest criticism because it, it takes place. It's set like chronologically, yeah. right between the three trilogies. Yep. Yeah, probably yeah, it is. All right, yeah. we could finally and, find in, out. In fact, there's the there's a cameo appearance, but I won't spoil it because it's kind of cool. But there's a cameo appearance from people you're not expecting who are mm. who are like in that time frame. Who are around. The big the big criticism, the absolute largest possible one, is that it is 
fucking the least creative storytelling ever. Like, oh, yeah. if you go down a list of like, what do you know about Han Solo? Like, write it down. Anything that you know about him from the first, from the original trilogy, that's they just used that and they made the yeah, movie exactly. out of they, that. They apparently like recycle lines, like like yes. classic dining, like absolutely, like whatever. And then like the, the big twist is like, I've got a good feeling about this, and you're like, oh, that's not what you say anymore, Han. Now you yeah. say I've got a bad feeling about this. I get it because I've seen Star Wars. Winkity wink. That's it's all full of that shit, you know. Like it's <laughs> like, and like don't don't judge though. It's not like other movies aren't guilty of that. No, Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, for sure. But it's a good mean, thing they told us that in the movie Spider Man because I wouldn't have known what was going on. Oh yeah. wait, there's a radioactive spider again. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Let's but see uh, yeah, I, I heard exactly. I heard that you're just like Master almost... Bruce. Don't go playing out there. <laughs> Oh, you've fallen in the cave again. Yeah. Darn. Apparently, like, almost every scene, as soon as, like, a character says one or two lines, you're like, I can now write this scene mentally. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And like, just, like, and, I, and I was like, and I've written the scene, and my prediction has come true. The thing is, you don't want to do that. Like, you, if you just go and you, like, turn your brain off and you don't let those expectations get in the way, this is a really fun space adventure fun, fun, heist. Fun popcorn. Good nonsense. action. The, like, Daenerys does really, really well. Sadly, like, um, what's his name? Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, Glover yeah. is like the not the least entertaining part of the cast. He like Aww. doesn't he doesn't bring something new to the role, kind of. Yeah, yeah but but it sucks though because he probably like uh, I mean to judge from what's his name the guy like apparently that guy the Billy solo Williams. guy was like coached to all hell to like mimic the mannerisms and all well, that. well and apparently he does pulls it, it does off it really yeah. really well but I'm just saying but like as a result you're like are you even acting. Or are you well, just like you're because you're playing Harrison Ford playing okay. a character? You know, Look, but you often talk. No, I'm just saying you often hear about like in movies like and this actor brought something to the character. I'm like you're like you do not get to do this. You're trying to stretch into some kind of criticism of him for not doing no, something no, 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 new. No, I think it's a, it's a great he, acting. I'm just saying it's less interesting as a viewer. No, yeah. no, it's that can be fun. Uh, River Phoenix playing Indiana Jones that was in, so good in the third but, one. But that, that works. Great. That works as a as a as a, a pop. That's like one beat of the overall story. Whereas this it's, that. I recently watched it. It's okay, four scenes hour. long. Like it's it's a long. All right, all right, but thing. it's not the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And and in this case, uh, like he, I did. I think he did better than not only better than I was expecting. I think he actually did pretty good. Like yeah. he was a well, fun I, I, I've action heard he, hero. He does, yeah. he does like he does like a really good job with that role. But I'm just saying, like as a viewer, you're like, oh, he didn't get any. Impact. I was saying Donald Glover did not like. I was saying I was I was bringing him up negatively. He he did fine. All of the acting was, but he was, was but he pretty was good. Probably just instructed to be Billy D. Williams. Yeah, he was. He just wasn't. He wasn't extra exciting. You know, he was still. Yeah. He was still good. And in fact, all the actors did very, very well. The, yeah. the, the criticisms, the fair ones, are really like, holy shit, is it predictable? Every yeah. single. Well, that, that fucking... was uh, Alex Alex Rose's criticism. I think kind of like made me want to see it, but like still kind of yeah. like because he Alex Rose also didn't like Last Jedi, right? Yeah. And but he was just sort of like he's like wow he's like he's like in many ways I like Solo more than Last Jedi, mm-hmm. but he's like but I don't want to reward Solo for just being like predictable like. Here you go. I'm spoon feeding the Star Wars fan, the Star Wars movie. He's like, I have more respect for Last Jedi trying to do something new and failing than I do for Last Jedi than Solo being like by the numbers. Here, yeah. here is the Star Wars movies. You like this? Like, I, I and I want to see it. Like, you that, should. Like, by There's... all means, it sounds like a fun popcorn movie, and I think that like, but it's, it's kind of Solo's a directed by Ron, Ron Howard. Ron Howard so and he, two other I th- dudes. Yeah. I think that's where you're going to get the difference. You get a Ron Howard movie versus a Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, but, but it's also a Ryan Howard like fix him up, right? Like he got he inherited like a half made movie. 
And that, then... that he apparently so so the budget of this was the this was the most expensive Star Wars film ever. Yeah. And apparently it's because eighty percent of it had to be reshot between them and Ron Howard taking over. Yeah. So eighty percent of doing this is the movie to, again. You know? To their to their credit, apparently, like I mean, you can maybe say this. Yeah. Like, it doesn't show. Like it doesn't seem like no. a cho- like it doesn't seem like a choppy movie. Justice the way, League. The way it's Justice not like League Justice League where yeah, there's two different like tones going on at the same time. Yeah. It's like it's it's actually a pretty good movie. Like if the expectations weren't so like sky high, and or, if they had or, or abysmally low. Yeah, <laughs> I think people were ready to hate that movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the, I think the fact that it's opening weekend was so low was that like the bad press was already out. Right. Like you know what I mean? I think that if if they had somehow managed to like bottle up the directing woes and all that stuff i think that it would have done better initially like it did what yeah. like 70 or 80 million open weekend which is like it's pretty small for these big baby blockbusters money compared yeah. to like deadpool had a deadpool had a fraction of the budget and had a bigger opening weekend and was rated yeah. r and wasn't star wars you know and you're like Ugh. well i think i think a lot of that has to fall on the marketing people i was looking at the trailers and the posters and that actor that's playing solo they could not have made him look more Bland. dead-eyed. Yeah, yeah. For for a character that's supposed to be a scoundrel. Yeah. He, and I also, and I he also looks think, like such a cutout. I also think it's like a bummer, and it's like it's the same thing that like I was talking about this with a with a coworker today. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I think it's a bummer that it is the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm like, we know, like a. So like there's like there's so much information that you like you said like you just already know like first of all you know that like no matter what situation Han Lando and Chewie are not dead at the end of it so like yeah. any danger you put those three characters in God is, can you imagine if that's what the eighty percent of the movie is No but you know what I mean so, I'm like, so you know that any, <laughs> they're horrible death scenes and you're like what <laughs> what happened what? here It's like Last Jedi anything goes <laughs> No Ron, but you know what I mean so it's like Ron you gotta fix this so a lot, of, a lot of the stakes around those characters are non-existent. <laughs> The flip side of the coin <clears throat> is that you also know that all those other characters, whatever they do, they're not around in episode four. Like, not necessarily say they're dead, but like they're definitely not. Other, like, Let, let's also get super invested in the romantic love interest for Solo. Who is not Princess Leia. Who is not Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, what? And then you also, then it turns out to be the Kessel Run, and you're like, well, people might die doing this, but like, we know he makes it. Like, this is becomes his, like... His calling card is I did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Like, mm-hmm. whatever that may mean, which they apparently define. But, like, Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm like, it could have just been like... Do, do they fix the parsecs thing? They make it, it, it means what you thought it means. A parsec is a measurement of distance, so... Or they, time, <laughs> they fixed it. Well, no. I no, mean, no, no. They just they explained it. My ship way. is fast. I made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. That does not make sense. Do they fix it in solo? I don't know. It didn't It didn't jump out to me whatsoever. Anyway, in total but, sense. But long story I, short. I feel like, like we, we would when I go into this movie, I'm going to have a different checklist of things I want to do, John. I just wanted to have fun, you know? But even, I'm just saying, but, yeah. like, but I feel that like if they added more unknowns into the factor, you, it would have potentially been more fun. If it was it, just sort of like, it's like the Dantooine train job, you're like, I don't know what the hell this I, is. And I, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But you're like Look. the Kessel Run. You're like, well, he does it. Like, it might not go perfectly, but we're like, we know that at the end, he does this. You know, like, it's... And at some point, he's going to dump some cargo before getting in, inspected. Yeah, Anyway, it, it just yeah, it bugs me, and like, cause it, it's it's like similar to the to the Yoda thing, you know, where it's just sort of like how Yoda was a better character when we didn't know that he was a flippy Kermit the Frog. Yeah, like well, you know, like you're just sort of like you don't need to spell out everything in the history. Like it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my like gripe. As I was like, these movies they have such opportunities to tell us new Star Wars stories. Instead, they're handholding us, telling us stories that like if we thought about for five seconds, we essentially know. Yes, that's that that was terrible, and that's what they did. Yeah, and I mean like. And, and like I said, by, by all accounts, I heard like fun. Yeah, like <laughs> like, uh, like it, in a lot of ways, more fun than than Last Jedi. Mm. 
Well, Last Jedi was not really that much fun. No. I enjoyed it a lot, no. but I, it was not fun. It was not a fun movie. Watching anyway, people fail again and again and again. Should we rank this thing, or do you guys want to wait until you've you've gotten a look at it? We can. I rank think this it. is a big one. Why don't we wait for for you two to? I mean, Scott still hasn't watched Infinity War. Now we have like two movies in the bank. Oh man, I know my hard drive died too. Mm-hmm. Just died the, in your the, arms. The, Tonight? A terabyte of videos. It must oh, have been something he said. Okay. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, desperate to try to find a way to fix that because it's also got, you know, 400 gigabytes of children's movies. I mean, I'm All really right. glad you like, said movies at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> No, but like when you have a toddler and he says, I want to watch this again, mm-hmm. explaining to him. No, you just the like hard drive is not like, working. You're like, isn't that a good Archer. lesson about? Do you the remember world? what happened oh, to the fish? Yeah, <laughs> same thing happened to your movies. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw this great comic on Reddit the other day, where they were like, it's like a, a mom and a dad like talking, and they're like, oh no, Nemo died, and they're like, we got to replace him before like before like Henry like notices, and like okay, okay, let's go, like blah 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 blah, and then you see like the little like a little kid like walks up to a fishbowl and he like stares at the fishbowl, and then the, the fish is like, you're not Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it made me think of you, Scott, because you had you know the actual version of that. Mm-hmm. Scott, what's going on with you, buddy? Mm-hmm. I listened to the new Kanye West album today. Oh yeah, I listened to two songs off of it. Yeah. And I think. Does he say? Does he say? Uh, what? Is, what is it? Poopity pants or something? No, that's on the Pusha T. Oh, <laughs> Hoopa Scoopa. Yeah, <laughs> fucking weird. Poopity Scoopity or some <laughs> terrible ass rhyme in there. Huh. Thanks, hip hop in twenty eighteen. <laughs> He he doesn't Thomas even. Gambino kills it with like. <laughs> this is America. This is America. Kanye West says poopity scoopity. <laughs> and he doesn't just say it like he's rapping. He like says it like a little kid. Hoopity scoopy. Like it's really fucking weird. I listened to the Pusha T album too, but um, Yay by Who, Kanye. Who does he want to kill? Kanye or Pusha T? He's he's thought about killing you. Yeah. Oh. I thought about killing you. Hmm. Who though? I. I gonna say Kim North, Kardashian Northwest everybody the baby or, or maybe maybe Jay-Z yeah it might be Jay-Z maybe slavery in America in America's history because it was a choice alright so I listened to the whole record and the whole record is very safe for Kanye West there's yeah. some stuff that's pretty experimental that there's some paper. stuff that's very weird in a safe for Kanye West kind of way mm-hmm. and the other stuff is very good for Kanye West like it's fine mm-hmm. it just wish it wasn't wrapped in 2018 kanye west because hmm. he's mostly pissed me off i heard yeah, a bunch of autotune else. don't like a lot of autotune kanye's kind of well you haven't heard 808s and heartbreaks then <laughs> nope. yeah. wow kanye's, kanye's kind of all over I, I actually did mm. try to listen to it and then i stopped because i really don't like autotune well 808s mm. and heartbreaks was his Hey, what's what's this button do? Oh, yeah. that's auto tune, Kanye. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, like, what does this button do? <laughs> <laughs> that's auto tune. I love it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, music news. If we're gonna be talking about music, uh-huh. you guys. I think so. For the first time, I want to say ever in their history, Drake got owned in a uh, rap beef. No, the oh. Gorillas. Are having albums in back-to-back years? Hmm. What? That's crazy to me. Um, I, I guess that Blur comeback isn't happening. Blur, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, it's so there's so much awesome Gorillas nonsense that has gone down in this album. Mm-hmm. So 
At some point after the Humans album, Murdoch Nichols, their bassist, uh, known Demon Summoner, mm-hmm. uh, has been arrested for unknown crimes. Okay. And without his negative influence, the band went into a, uh, a much more free, productive writing period, which explains their like short downtime because like they're much more free creatively without the like the evil basis force of, of Murdoch Nichols. Huh. Uh, they just released their first uh, single called Humility. I think uh, that was a it was an instrumental. No, I don't no? know. They, uh, mm. 2D is singing on it. Jack Black yeah. plays guitars. Uh, there's cool. like a video of it uh, with uh, 2D kind of roller skating around uh, Venice Beach. And the most interesting, weird pop culture nonsense that I can like even wrap my head around. I got a press release from Avenco describing the, the lineup change. Because Murdoch Nichols is in jail, Yeah, uh, the bassist has been replaced by Ace. A green-skinned guy with uh, long hair and sunglasses. Played by Jack Black? No. Formerly a member of the gang Green Gang from the Powerpuff Girls. In canon, a member of the gang Green Gang from Powerpuff Girls has joined joined the Gorillas to play bass in 2018. This really does open a lot of doors for more crossovers, though, right? Right? Because they could replace band members with superhero cartoons. It's so... I was like, in the thing, they're like the gang Green Gang's. Like Ace, I was like, I, I had to Google it. I'm like, I was like, I was like, did a, is there another band called the Gangrene Gang? And then you watch the video, and it is the Gangrene Gang guys, Ace. I was like, this is, I was like, mind blown. <laughs> I was like, and like that was, they weren't even like a Jamie Hewlett creation or whatever, because like nope. they, there were like other animators and stuff kind of involved in Powerpuff Girls who went on to other stuff. Like that wasn't even a Jamie Hewlett thing. He was just like. Hey, do you know what I like? The Powerpuff Girls. I wonder if that, like, I guess copyright is around? Like, I don't even know how they, like, how or why they decided. Who has the Powerpuff Girls? Nickelodeon? Cartoon Network. Cartoon Cartoon Network. Network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hmm. it's, I was like, that is so, that is such, like, delightful craziness that, like, just, like, tickles my, like, pop culture soul. Was the song any good? Yeah, song's super fun. It's a nice summer fun song that you could listen to if you were roller skating on Venice Beach, which... (laughs) As we all As we are all have, yeah. yeah, no, and they're uh, they're playing the Bell Center in October, which uh-huh. I am definitely going to see because I love me some gorillas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought that was crazy that like a, a character from a '90s cartoon is now in the Gorillas band. It's so weird. Yeah, that that's going to go somewhere else. That's like part of an ongoing. Well, which saga. the gorillas are just yeah. are that right? Like they are a, can, like you can read for hours into the storyline of all the stuff that has gone on with them like plastic beach was just technically just murdoch and uh 2d after like noodle got kidnapped and they escaped to the plastic beach like there's, there's i will admit the extended gorillas universe has somewhat passed me by <laughs> the, the egu yeah <laughs> like it's just i mean it's super weird but mm-hmm. i guess yeah damon Albin is now I, I, probably i guess 100 percent gorillas to do two albums in a year that's, that's crazy pretty productive and yeah I like the first track and mm-hmm. i like and then uh i think it was it was it the 20th anniversary? No, it couldn't be the 20th anniversary. Demon Days, 2005. Yeah, I saw like a special uh, re-release vinyl that I actually just bought, hmm. and it's coming in the mail, of Demon Days. And I was like, probably, I think, maybe their best, their second album. Like, Demon Days was so good. More than the first one? Uh, the first one had like a few like, standout and, tracks. And then the rest of it was forgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but yeah, I was like, I listened to all the Demon Days, and I was like, man. Hmm. When, they, when they're on, they're on. I, I love that, like... That just like experimental, like chill jams with like Damon Albums, like voice with like hip hop on top, like 
The problem is that he like the moments where they're on are, are like too few and far between. I find there's like great, like spectacular, spectacular moments in an mm-hmm. album, but it doesn't always come together all very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh. Yep. I always like them. Cool. What else is up, Scott? Um, How's yeah, forty so... teaching you? This is forty. Hashtag <laughs> this is forty. Is this our first recording since I turned 40? Uh, so. Yeah, our last recording was two days before you turned 40, and you were like, stop time. Yep. Stop it. Stop time from advancing. I'll be 39 forever. Take me to Neverland, Peter Pan. Well, this is definitely... I just, I just like the idea of Scott as a 39-year-old <laughs> lost boy. Hey, guys. <laughs> I could totally fit in. I'm here. <laughs> I, mean, I can fly. That is kind of my softball team. <laughs> Right, I got at least 10 years on most of the people on my team. Mm-hmm. Rename your softball team the Lost Boys. Great. All right. uh, yeah, I played softball yesterday, and mm-hmm. I'm still sore today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, is 40. As it as happens. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of new music in a desperate attempt to seem young and cool. Nice. Like what? Uh, Kanye West new album. Kanye West new album. <laughs> Pusha T's album. Right. Uh, I've been been all about the Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Yeah, but that's beef. too young. You skewed too young there. You uh, skewed towards uh, teenage girl. That's <laughs> 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 like you need to skew great. towards like late twenties hipster guy. I've been listening to a lot of like other new new hip hop stuff like J Cole and Lil Baby and Lil Baby, Lil Baby, Lil Baby. Lil Baby's got a single out right now with Drake. That's pretty lit. Pretty banging. Is it lit? It's not lit. It's banging. Oh, okay. My bad. Lit. Lit was a band from the 2000s. Did you know that Lit went all the way into full country act? Really? Like the like full. If you get like Lit still makes music and are 100% a country music act right now. In How the, do they the, sell that to their fans? I I think they realized they didn't have many of them and then just found new ones and became <laughs> a country music band. <laughs> I don't think they had to justify it. They were just like, <laughs> they had to go to country music to get anyone who wouldn't recognize them from yeah, before. Exactly, but yeah, exactly. Like, because they was, were buzz cuts before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, if you like, you look at like Lit's latest album or whatever, and it's just like 100% country music. I was like listening to, a, I was listening to an interview with them on like a country rock station in Calgary. As you like, do. And I was like, what? And then I was like, I had to, I had it in my mind. I was like, but if when they play shows. Did they play like my, Over my head? Enemy? Like, you know, <laughs> like, like now that you're, you're gonna have a full country, country western audience. Do they mm-hmm. play it, but in a country western style? Oh, oh man, that'd be really weird. Yeah. Covering their own songs well, in a different no genre. Surprise to me, I am my own worst enemy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what happens. That's what I desperately want to have happen. I should tweet him. <laughs> tweet him. Yo, how do you play? How do you play this? Can song you cover? Now, can you cover Mount Horse Enemy like you, like a modern lit? I, I live in Montreal, and you're not going to come here and play a country show. <laughs> it's just a fact. I just want to know what's up. <laughs> I heard you once on Calgary radio, just talking about it, and they were playing new lit tracks mm-hmm. that were just like straight country west. I'm going to go check them out on the way home from this podcast. Like, I'm going to oh, listen to a country thing, lit. A, hundred, a thing like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. John, mm-hmm. uh, readers of our website will know that presently mm-hmm. uh, your D&D campaign yeah. is in the Barrier Peaks. It sure is. The expedition to the Barrier Peaks. J- Scott, do you know what this is? Uh, there are a bunch of mountains. I mean, like, yeah. That separate two things? No, two I mean, it's not even about that. I mean, probably true. I mean, that's a terrible barrier then. Yeah. If it's so not actually what, dividing do anything. Do you know what the S series of Dungeons & Dragons games are? 
Uh, is that like Gamma Raiders? No. Well, gamma he's Rodders? like not far off because no. you're, you're getting a Gamma World, yep. which is indeed somewhat tangentially related to Barrier Peaks. Barrier Peaks is like an alien ship written by Gary Gygax yeah. Dungeon so, from 1970. But like as intended to be played by Dungeons and Dragons characters. So right. just Gary Gygax was like, imagine if a spaceship crashed into... It wasn't Faerun at the time. No, it was Mistara. It was Greyhawk. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was written oh, for Greyhawk. Greyhawk yeah, 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 written for Greyhawk. So just imagine. I love that little debate there, guys. Just the two of you trying to figure out which of the magical which worlds. obscure fantasy realm <laughs> which wasn't fantasy realm of the late seventies. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, this dude wrote this game called like Metamorphosis Alpha, which would later go on to become Gamma World. And Gary Gygax like, and TSR owned it. And Gary Gygax was like, "What a delightful way to introduce players to Metamorphosis Alpha is to just freaking throw fighters and warlocks and whatever into a spaceship." Uh-huh. It's complete insanity. That's weird. The only reason I pulled Gamma Gamma Rodders out, which is, was a TSR sci-fi game, was because yeah. it's been on a bunch of comic book ads that I'm reading from an old pull list. <laughs> I got a bunch of grab bags in like 1986. They're pitching the new Gamma Rodders. I stuff. actually played it a few times. One of my buddies in high school actually had the Gamma World, like the original second editions era Gamma yeah, World books. We played a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah. So John. John took how many hours? Probably thirty. Probably. Probably not less than thirty. Are you like, guys becoming space cowboys now? Kinda. Well, getting ray guns. <laughs> we are getting ray guns. The best is like how well it fits the um, the campaign because like John John built like this entire campaign around the players are sort of like recounting their greatest adventures. So like yeah. it's kind of fine that this is completely insanity because like it's just like someone just being like, and remember the time when space <laughs> went about ray guns? Everyone's like, yeah. What are, that is not a thing. <laughs> the, everybody else at the like pub where the old timey adventurers are recounting the stories, being like. Oh, they've all lost their minds. They're talking about nonsense things right now. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. Don't cut them off. I don't necessarily know how John um, is going to rule this in the campaign, but uh, one of the other players, Pat and I, we're just talking about like, if we keep some of the loot and we have a ray gun, we're just like, there'll be like a druid or something being like, you can't go into this land. We're like, and just shoot him with a laser beam. We're like, what the hell? I hope I'm I mean, impressed really how horribly terrifying these guns are. Like, this is old school D&D and the module wait, wait, was written wait, by... Wait, is this a school shooting metaphor here? Why would you, no! Why would you think are that? You, are you getting... Guns are bad. Are you politicizing this D&D game, John? I was about to describe how crazy Gary Gygax is. I don't know how you got into school shootings. I'm just going to go ahead and call the campaign Make the Barrier Pigs Great Again. Anyway. At least at least you can have a headline for your next article. In the original campaign, just... And if you played, like... this is It's in the S series, which was, like, the special series, which is the... Tomb Horrors and... Temple of Elemental Evil. Yeah, the, like, old school... The old school, like screw you over, mess up your player heart. Yeah. So many so many things are just like, like, hey, Scott, make a constitution save. You are slain! Like, no damage or anything. And you're just like, okay. Or or the, 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 that ray gun that you, you managed to dodge in the last game, yeah. right? So the rule is, you, you, like, you make a saving throw when the thing hits you. If you fail the saving throw, not only are you instantly killed, but you have to make separate saves for all of your gear, so your gear doesn't even come back. It gets turned to, like, to dust as well. Yeah. And then, they're like, if you make the save, you still take a lethal amount of damage. Like, it's like 5d10, which is yeah. quite a lot. 5d10 damage on, on a, I successfully got out of the way of this. Yeah. Well, that like, could be like 5 damage. That's not so bad. That's yeah, but, but it's going to be. It could also 25. be like fifty, which would mostly kill anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. You guys are so negative. Oh no, it's so much fun. fun. But there's also there's also a lot of a lot of this stuff because here's how how would a Dungeons and Dragons party ever possibly handle this, where you're just sort of like, hey, you go into this room, 
and you like look around the room and whatever else like that, and the dungeon master will be like, make a constitution save, and you're like, I failed, and you're like, okay, no problem. And then you play for like another hour, and then he's like, Scott, you have died of radiation. That room you were in, irradiated. Well, and you're like, fair. how would I know this? You're gonna you're gonna be like minus one strength permanently every couple of minutes yeah. for a couple of hours. So you yeah, do get like, a, t- a t- countdown clock that you are dying, but, but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, there's no there's no built-in radiation cure in well, the system. There are in there are, you can find them in the dungeon, okay. right? But unless you have comprehend languages or something going on, you won't even know what they are. Yeah, right. Yeah, because thanks, Gary. Uh, I don't, I, I don't want to say it in front of Keith, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's no way not to at this point. Yeah, uh, you have to make any science fiction healing technology spells mm-hmm. uh, cybernetics. So they're in the pub, <laughs> forty years <laughs> later, <laughs> with their robot eye, their metal hand, <laughs> my spark arm, <laughs> just just their, their Terminator face and their Luke Skywalker hand. Just be like, uh-huh. oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a thing. I gotta say though, it, it's uh, John put an incredibly incredible amount of hours into like. Not yeah. just convert it, because like the, the original setting is just basically like a random dungeon crawl. Like It's like every floor has 100 rooms, and you're like, open the door, roll some dice, Who something knows is what's behind in there. it. You know? So like, what I did... Open the next door, and like, just that's what it is. Yeah, plus one strength, minus one dex, robot hand. I mean, it's fun. I don't know if I like that messing with my, my like... Core campaign. The core campaign too much, you know? Yeah. I kind of like that this is a, a contained little piece and of potentially madness. framed as just a crazy story by old... It older. could even well, have been totally made up. It, it yep. could be, like, they're not waterproof. That's amazing. <laughs> Here's my robot hand on the pirate ship. Oh. That'd be so sad. Do, do you want to <laughs> talk about the areas and stuff? I feel like it was very cool, that assembly, how I figured it out. Yeah. The, so, like, the game is just a bunch of, like, a huge-ass dungeon. And then there's, there's like, colored key cards that lock off areas, right? But the in the module, it's never really explained, you know, this area is the first area, and then you go to this area, and then they can't get past this door, so they have to go to this area. Like, there's, like, a flow that should be created by the key cards and by right. other stuff that comes up later. Not. But it's not there. It's never explained. And so I read through the book, made sure I understood where all the flow was, and then rather than describing this room is exactly beside this room, is exactly beside this room, it's like, okay, you remember the southeastern corner where all the lights are off and there's... There's the like the funny smell, and then in the eastern side, you know that there's um, there's the games room and the lounge area that you happen to find the like destroyed android at, and so they're like ambiguous, and then you can roll random encounters between ambiguous areas, and and you're not like locked into exploring every square square yeah, by yeah, square. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making that clear at all. No, it's, it's you have it's no fun. players that are sitting there drawing a map in this kind of well, insanity. I, I like when I do the map for them. It's like you have the the, the outer edge of the ship is clear because you kind of know where the elevator shafts are, and they like yeah. give you an understanding of how big the whole thing is but then you don't have to make exact drawings you're just like this is this area and it kind of connects into these areas in this manner this is this area it connects into these areas in this manner yeah but um, they should be drawing it well i'm giving it to them ambiguous and i'm and yeah but it's <laughs> anyway it's yeah. super fun and yeah. i like i mean I, I do any of them are any of them able to talk to the computers and follow well, up question does the computer act like a paranoia computer well so they haven't found any computers that are of an intelligence level similar to a paranoia computer all of the robots are like very explicitly automaton given direct orders and won't follow anything past that so just to be fair like this was 1980 sci-fi so yeah. i hadn't like Advance that high, that far. The idea Paranoia? of a full AI is, could be could have been out of the reach at the time of the writing. You know, Paranoia. It can't be written that far apart. This was seventy. This was well, this was released in eighty, so it means yeah. uh, written in the late seventies. Like, yeah. But I mean, but I, like, but there's still two thousand one. Like, Hal was a pretty advanced. That's true. AI That's true. That's true. That's true. 
I don't know, man. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm like I'm happy you guys are still going on. The the like intensity of oh shit, my characters are at risk is very high in this stupid thing. But and now we have the red card. Now you have the red card. Maybe there's <laughs> going to be more stuff. I don't know. Uh, so paranoia came out in '84. Yeah, four years later. Yeah, not that far off. No. No. Okay, they could have done it. Maybe could have done it. Maybe but you'll they did find. Not. Yeah. They chose not to. Gary Gygax. There are also a lot of those sections, like, he he doesn't give you that much information. You know, like, you flip it. Like, all of the radiation stuff is contained in a single paragraph in one in one corner. It's not yeah. it's not like there's, like, here's the intention of radiation in this campaign. It's supposed to do this. It's just one little box. Here's how you handle it when they run into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those old modules, like, I, I, I would I would I would have such a hard time running that and not delving into the, the, the furthest stretches of sci-fi RPGs. Well, I'm I'm kind like, of trying. If to someone him... if someone got to zero and then had a had a mage heal them back, boom! It's clone number one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the body turns into a puddle. Another brewbacks falls from the ceiling. <laughs> what? That's just how magic works. Here. <laughs> like if it's like yeah, but it, but remember, it's supposed to be a spaceship that has crashed into a fantasy setting. Right? Yeah. like that's how the players are not in space. It's not a change of setting. It is still no, a no, fantasy I know. setting. It's so. It's, I would just be constantly messing with that. You, you you come across what looks like a giant knight in shining, glittery armor. Well, no, well, like basically, yeah. even we've, like the, the the characters have essentially determined that they're golems. Yeah, right. Like we're just. Sort of I know. Like, I know. I just oh, metal you'd, golems. You'd be fighting rifts, they monsters, so left and right. Yeah, yeah. They can cast like laser spells without wands. Mm-hmm. Anyway, super fun. I think it's cool. Yeah. No, I'd break out the Palladium books and put them on the table and just watch was, you guys melt down. It was such a fucking miserable system. <laughs> it was so much work to build characters in that goddamn thing. And rolling all the dice. All the dice. All the dice all the time. Then there is a... There, the, I think I have it kicking around here. The Robotech, um, whatever, RDF something manual. Mm-hmm. Which the, it's like a book that easily 50% of the book are just random hit tables for all the major mechs. Like, just like, now that you hit, roll percentile. Roll percentile again. Roll percentile again. You've hit him in his left hand. Uh-huh. Now roll again for excessive damage. Yeah, it's yeah. so nonsensy. Super fun. What else is happening in the world? I guess I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? We have like yeah. fifteen minutes of, of freebie time. Uh, I found a great new YouTube series that I'm in love with. Is it? It's called Chart Party. Chart Party. It's Tell what? us about Chart Party. Chart, 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 chart party. It's, it's by John Boyce. Mm-hmm. John Boyce. He is the perfect mix of data nerd and sports fan. And, and he you, makes you, these... you would and you wouldn't like give that title to yourself or perhaps challenge him that on that. I now you need to fight John Boyce. Yeah, That's no. what you need to do right now. If if I had a, a penchant for making typographic videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. but instead of just famous monologues from movies, I was using deep dive statistical analysis from sports. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, that's that's what I would be doing. I mean, and, but instead, John Boyce is doing it for me, so I don't have to worry about it too, too much. What kind of sports is he talking about? Probably all the sports. <laughs> Highlight? Uh, the Cleveland Browns live in hell, hmm. where he talks about their complete inability to have an impact on the sport they play <laughs> for 20 years. And, Such and a hilarious joke. What's the that, story? They're just a terrible football team, and they have always been a terrible football team, and but, nothing they do fixes it. <laughs> and But not just that. He goes so deep. He's like... Even the times they do win, they win against teams that are always bad. Yeah. They never play spoiler. They've never affected a playoff outcome for a good team. They've never pushed someone out of the playoffs or made someone's life more difficult. Yeah. They just, they do 
nothing of yeah. any importance or, or, to yeah, the exactly. sport that like, they play. Or they will like beat a team that has already like all, already qualified or whatever, and are benching all their team players, and it doesn't matter. Like, not yeah. no, not even like the, their last four wins in the last, I think it's seven seasons have all been against teams that have already been eliminated from the playoffs. So they've already given up. Like they just, he paints out the, the picture out that this is a team that has no impact. Okay. Thanks, profit sharing. But, yeah. What is, what is the continuity that enables that to be possible profit over decades? That's it. If you are, if you are an owner of an NFL player, you get a percentage of the NFL's property. Like you're, they all get equal shares even, right? right. Like, but, but that's, so That's not even a, a factor, though, because the NFL has incredible parity. Like, aside from the Cleveland Patriots, <laughs> aside from the Patriots and the Browns, like anyone can take it in any year. You know, it, sh- hmm. it, it should it shouldn't be that way. But the thing is, but there's still not necessarily a, a driving like force to get good because a like an owner is about as profitable as any given owner, right. regardless of performance of the team. So but whoever also, is the owner of the Browns just doesn't give a shit. Is that? That's the uh, explanation. Yes. Yeah, but but it would it, but it would take very little for him to give a shit. Is the quite is like is kind of the conundrum. Like it, right. would, it would not be like. Hard but also, everything him. they've done has gone wrong. Even yep. when it's beyond, even when it's like a surefire thing, right? Like yeah, Johnny they, Manziel, they, they, sign, they get the, sign like legit players who then just like go there fall to, to die. pieces. They get huh. they get sure thing first overall draft picks that can't play NFL football anymore. <laughs> They're like, this is the best star quarterback we've ever seen, Johnny Manziel. They call him Johnny Football. He can't win a game in the NFL. <laughs> that is the noise they, of the Cleveland Browns. They wow. just they, they they live in hell. It's amazing. How do you, but like how do they how do they do ticket sales wise? Okay. Go, go, Cleveland. Is, is go. it like Toronto? Well, but Toronto well, only like wins games. Like like remember, like this is a team that has four wins in seven seasons. Like a terrible terrible hockey team will mm. still win about 30 games out of the year you sure. know like and so that means like and there's only let's say 40 games at home so split that in half 15 games like one every three games that you go see they're gonna win not so with the cleveland browns like right. they don't you go might entire go seasons season. without winning yeah. like i mean i admit and, there's only like 16 games whatever in the nfl but yeah okay but, but like again not just not winning but not even when they do win it means nothing. Yeah, point, it affects point, nothing. Pointless, meaningless games. Like imagine, like, like imagine late season NHL games where both teams have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and you're like, hooray! Mm-hmm. They're basically that that guy with the red stapler from Office Space. <laughs> they have, they but have, that means one day he's going to burn down the NFL. Cleveland Browns are just crazy. And then I burnt down the NFL. I told them I would do it. Okay, but are the videos are the videos good for people who are like not into the sport? Like, could, could you still have fun watching this NFL? Yeah, video he, you? his his two shows that he does are Chart Party and Pretty Good. And Pretty Good is just a this is a pretty good story about this sports thing. Mm-hmm. One of them is the the best at bat of all time, which is a pitcher who, in eleven years of professional sports, has never taken an at bat. Mm-hmm. Gets put in at bat, strikes out horribly. His second at bat, he hits a home run, and he doesn't even know what to do. <laughs> he's, he's a Korean pitcher who's never taken a at bat before. His second at bat of his entire life happens in the same week. He hits a home run, and he walks back to the dugout to hand his bat off, and everyone's screaming at him to <laughs> run, walk run, to run. first yeah. before he gets called out. Stuff like that. It's amazing. Huh. Like, what do you call it? What's his, what's his, the guy's name? Mudball guy. Mudball mud guy. guy. Yeah. So if you Google mudball, uh-huh. and then you like put safe filter on, 
Google Mud Bill, safe filter on. Yeah, exactly. Do not do that with safe filter off, just in uh-huh. case it's something else. Uh, it's like the story of like the shortest home run. Mm-hmm. Like the dude who hit, like what was it, like a five-foot home run or something? <laughs> like It was like a, a sloshy, rainy day, and he was like, poop, and just like shot the ball into the mud. And then it was like, he just ran around as everybody just like, like the slid p- in. pitcher ran forward, like catcher ran forward, everybody slipped, lost the ball in the mud, and this guy's like, he and just like ran around the int- like all four bases and like mm-hmm. just knocked the ball directly into the mud like about five feet in front of him and everybody was like oh no that's I think that's one of the things that baseball has going on for it you the know, stories 160 boring ass games for like hilarious oh. moments every decade or so here's here's one that <laughs> that John Boyce did that I thoroughly enjoyed he breaks down the every single at bat that is taken. To decide if Barry Bonds, like how would Barry Bonds' career have been if he took every at-bat without a bat? What? What? Explain. Because he was hit by pitches a lot? Well, because he was intentionally walked more than anyone else. Right. He, uh, but this is presuming that even though he doesn't have a bat, the pitcher does not know. The pitcher does not know he doesn't have a bat. He's looking to pitch like it's Barry Bonds. (laughs) So Barry Bonds has. Has the illusion of a bat, but he knows he doesn't have an ep- yeah, exactly. a bat. It's like He's a, not going to swing. It's a hologram, <laughs> right? At anything, but everyone else in the stadium, including the pitcher, thinks he has a bat. Amazing, right? and because baseball is so meticulously everything you do, yeah. uh, he is able to figure out uh, how his career would have gone based on Barry Bonds' ability to take walks, to draw walks, to. Be hit by pitches to to strike okay. out, and, and you'd still probably be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> the the greatest uh, adjusted on base percentage for a baseball player of all time is six oh nine, and that's uh, on base extra base okay. hits. So it's, you get a slugging thing on base percentage. So counting walks, counting hit by pitches, counting. Um, extra base hits. Point six oh nine. Point six oh nine. You up to bat. You're on a base. You're getting a base. Right. right. Well, it's adjusted for like doubles count for more because you're taking two bases. Right. 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 Well, you're more than first, right? Like, or is it first? Point six oh nine. Well, the extra base hits count for a higher percentage. Okay. So, if you hit two singles or one double and a strikeout, it's we're kind of the same, but it's adjusted plus walks okay, and stuff. It. Okay. Right. And that's that's by a large by margin. Large margin. And Generations like, of very clever mathematicians. Like, like a three hundred is like a serviceable yeah. stat. Well, in in this, a good all star will have about a point four fifty. Yeah, right. Same. Like, but a three hundred is a three hundred is a is a good uh, batting average. Yeah. But for the adjusted on base, on base thing, uh, four fifty is good. It, yeah. Well, all star, you said all star. Yeah. So I'm saying. Like, so the best all time of all time is Barry Bonds six hundred nine. Right. And. After going through 21,000 at-bats, something like that, it's a huge out- outlandish number, his calculations say that Barry Bonds, without a bat, would have a .608 adjusted on-base percentage. And he's, he's like, I don't... That can't be possible. <laughs> that can't be right. That even if he never, ever, ever hit the ball... He would still be getting on base. Well, he'd be the second. He'd, he'd be, the be second. The second best, he'd be the second best on base player in the world behind like, Barry Bonds with the bat. Behind that, him can, with, that can't be right. Well, like, it is because <clears> or not, not to say it is, but I'm just like because like that's not that's just putting on base, right? Like real Barry Bonds with the baseball bat was hitting home runs and things. Not he has to be excluding base. the hits from that, you know. Yeah, but he's adjusting. 
So take away every hit. Will he draw a walk or get hit by a pitch based on his ability to, to okay. take walks? I'd love to see the math, but that sounds very and interesting. He's like, and he's, he's like, I don't even... I don't even understand how this is possible. And at the end of the video, he's like, if you can see where I've made a mistake, like, like let I, me know because I, I this number I, is I, I freaking kinda, I kind of get it because actual Barry Bonds would be scoring, like, significantly more runs. But, like, hit-by-pitch walk Barry Bonds would be getting on base almost as often. Right? Barry Bonds leads the all-time list of intentional walks when the bases are full. Yeah, like actually giving up points you're rather up than one throw him of four. Right? right, you're just sort yeah, of like yeah, if we I get walk it. Barry Bonds, we get we get one point scored against. If we let him hit the like, ball, he will potentially put up four points. Pitchers mm-hmm. were so scared of throwing him balls he could hit. I mean, he's the the all time leader in home runs. That so that's right. Like I said, you're not. He's the all time leader in home runs. He's the all time leader in intentional walks. He's the all time leader in intentional walks when the bases were full, yeah. which is you just don't give up points in baseball like that. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, like that's the opposite. Thing. It's because the opposite happens, of money There was ball. no out. You're down by a like. You just gave up a point, and the bases are still loaded. That's all yeah. you did in that scenario. You're mm-hmm. like, it's just giving up a freebie point and leaving the bases loaded. And the next person up is a professional baseball player who's known to be able to make hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One <laughs> out of three times. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's oh man, fun. I recommend his stuff greatly. I devoured so much of it. That sounds mm. kind of fun. Yeah, I have also been watching a YouTube series. Hit it's me. called On Cinema at the Cinema. It's, um, I guess, like these video experts who watch movies and give recommendations about them. Mm-hmm. It's on Adult Swim. It is, in fact, um, people who don't know anything about movies and are insane narcissists, and they talk about their own crazy shit rather than talking about movies. So it's kind of like a meta anti-joke on kind people of reviewing me. movies. Do you remember the... That's weird. Um, <laughs> do you remember the, the, the like Vice Magazine, like the, the porn reviews? Uh, nope. Okay, so if you look at a lot of Vice magazine things, they I guess they got promotional copies of porn, mm-hmm. but they were always just like these insane rants about like of the guy's like personal life and whatever, <laughs> and like like not even like starting off being about the movie. Yeah, you're just, just sort of, like, like you're just sort of like 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 big tit guzzling honeys or whatever else like that, and he was just sort of like my dog came home and had just eaten like whatever else like that, and like throwing up and going to the dog right, and it's yeah. like two stars at the bottom like. Well, that's like the level of of like actual movie reviews that happen in this, and there, and there's like a, an ongoing season because there's they're all like six minute episodes, but there's like twenty separate episodes or uh, seasons of it, so it just goes on and on and on, and of course the characters get progressively more and more into ridiculous shenanigans. One of them causes the deaths of twenty people at a music festival that he has promoting his own whatever band, and yeah. then they have like a whole mock trial that goes on for like four or... episodes. No, it's all live action. <laughs> so they 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 mount a whole mock trial of this guy getting charged um, for murdering all these people. Anyway, it's so stupid and so funny. Sounds fun. <laughs> on cinema at the cinema, just try watching it because like you, you could be forgiven for thinking that it was a real thing for like five minutes, you know, and then it goes crazy. Then it disintegrates. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with any there, guys. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. 
If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just, you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.